as the journey goes on, we keep hitting these different upper limits. So like once you kind of like identify your patterns of how you try to keep yourself in a certain box and then can move past that, you're only going to continue to grow. Hello, thank you so much for tuning into the Active Ingredient Podcast. I am your host, Sophie Wheel, and I am a deeply curious person on my own personal journey of self-discovery and personal growth. This is a podcast all about the journey and figuring out what makes us come alive and prioritizing whatever that is every single day. When I started the podcast over two years ago, I thought that I would get the answers externally. And the more conversations I had and the more work that I did on myself, the more I realized that every single answer and all of the truths lie within and in the silence. I know that may sound a bit overwhelming, which is why my mission is to have candid conversations with relatable humans who I feel have truly come alive and get really clear about how they've come home to themselves, as well as share my own discoveries along the way. Welcome to Active Ingredient. My biggest wish for you is that you feel alive and that you tap into your active ingredient every single day. All right. Welcome back to Active Ingredient. We are in the studio for some solos. I'm going to try to keep all solos in studio moving forward. The quality is just so much better. So I'm open to feedback, but let me know if this is sounding a lot better for you guys. I am really excited for this week's episode because I'm a very big reader and I feel like in every episode, I always sprinkle in, you know, a takeaway from a book that I've recently read or I keep referring to similar books and I wanted to do an episode on three books that I have actually, they've all been read in the last like two years. I think for the active ingredient listener, like at least for me, they completely changed my perspective on things. I feel like people always say like these books changed my life. And like, actually though, when your perspective shifts so much because of something, like I feel like these three, I feel confident enough saying that they shifted my perspective enough for me to claim that they... They did. They they changed my life to a degree for sure. And these are the three. Well, the last one is one that I don't reference that often because I just haven't had the opportunity to. And I'll explain why when I get to that one. But the first two, I think I've definitely the first one for sure. You guys are probably like you sound like a broken record at this point for how often you refer to it. But the um, second one is one that really, really completely changed my life. I read that like in December, I think, of uh, 2021. It's one that I like refer back to all the time. And the last one is one that I read like in March of this year. And it's just so incredibly good. So I'm going to get into it. These are three books that have changed my perspective, have opened me up or have had me think about things differently or validated certain things or have given me actual tools to recognize. Because The first step, and I've said this before on the podcast, to any sort of like change in a direction that you want to go in is first even recognizing like at what point you're doing that same pattern. So I feel like that is the main tool from all of these books is that there is like an actual tangible way to check in live as something is happening and be able to have a different reaction or a different choice of how you want to respond to something or even just like the first step of recognition. So the first book that I wanted to 
mention is The Big Leap. For those watching on YouTube, it is this book right here. It's by an author, Gay Hendricks, who is the person who also came up with the zone of genius theory, which I did a whole podcast episode with my business coach, Ben Easter, on what the zone of genius is. But this book specifically, The Big Leap, talks about when you are growing and when you are hitting different levels of growth, what happens when you hit your upper limit. And what typically ends up happening is that we find some way to self-sabotage to bring us back to a place that is familiar, that is something that we know, understand, like we can anticipate the next moves. And when you are on this path, and I guess if you're listening to Active Ingredient, you definitely are on a journey. There are points in which you're getting to new heights that feel really, really uncomfortable. I've said this before, one of my things that I'm working on is that when I'm feeling like really calm, which is like, I guess, a a level that I didn't really like experience, when I'm feeling really calm, a pattern that is my like self-sabotage upper limit thing to keep an eye on is when I just like, there's calm and then I just have to like inject a little bit of chaos because the calm freaks me out. So that is an example of that. He gives really, really good examples in history of people who have hit an upper limit Bill Clinton. He gives a lot of sports references, Tiger Woods. I feel like a book recommendation is something that like a lot of times you can paraphrase something and like it's enough for you to just get the gist of it. I've referenced this book on this podcast so many times and it's a really short read. I highly recommend the full read. It like penetrated. You know what I mean? Like it really, really landed with me. One of my friends, Liz Tran, who I also talk about on this show often, she's been a guest two times. She is the host of the Reset podcast. She is the one who opened my eyes to this book. She recommended this book. It's one of the best recommendations I've ever had. Thank you, Liz, for the recommendation. And I recommend it to you guys fully because as the journey goes on, we keep hitting these different upper limits. So like once you kind of like identify your patterns of how you try to keep yourself in a certain box and then can move past that, you're only going to continue to grow. And in that next level of growth, you're going to find maybe a different kind of way of self-sabotage or hitting that upper limit. So it's something that like just helps you constantly be on, I guess, like alert for, you know, or just like aware of it. That's a better word being aware of what that next thing that you might be doing to keep yourself safe. And uh, the second part to that is also like not feeling bad about whatever that mechanism is that you're doing to keep yourself a certain way. It's your system's way of trying to keep you safe. And that worked a million years ago, but it doesn't really work now. So I think it's also like when you recognize it, not beating yourself up. Like I try this with myself with the chaos thing. Like I'm like, okay, this is a pattern. I feel unsafe. So my body's trying to keep me safe or my mind is trying to keep me safe by creating this chaotic problem, fight, whatever it is that I'm doing in that moment to keep myself in a place that I know. This book has helped me be able to identify it, first recognize it, identify it, call it by its name, see where it is that I can maybe course correct or have a different type of reaction to something, let it move through me so that then I can get to that next level. And also in my experience, it's not one of those things that just like happens and then you never deal with it again. Like I feel like that chaos response for me is something that happens. It has continued to happen at every level. So I have not mastered this. I'm not speaking from a level of like having fully mastered it. And I don't know that anybody ever like fully does, you know, I just think that it's really valuable and Maybe you don't fully, fully like have it on lock, but you definitely have enough to get you to a next step. 
The second book that I wanted to talk about is one that is very popular. A lot of people have talked about this. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I mean, this book to me is like, I can't, I can't believe that this book exists. Like this book is, I think the book that I've read in my life that has felt the most like truth. Every single word in this book is so powerful. And I haven't read it in a little bit. Actually, I have it. I, I, I typically keep it next to my bed because I like to like, you know, reference something. But she really talks about where things come from and like why we react to things a certain way. And that being free from disease, like, and she talks about disease being dis-ease, like not being able to be in ease. And at the end of the book, she has kind of like a dictionary of all of these different ailments, like anything from like acne, psoriasis to like insomnia, anxiety, depression, like all of these different ailments that we have as humans. And the emotional, psychological thing that you are likely working through. And I've read them all and it's just, it's wild how like, and I I genuinely believe, which is maybe a hot take, but I do genuinely believe that every single ailment or every single problem comes from, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to have come from something that you did yourself. Like if you, for example, have a disease or if you're struggling with gastro issues, like not all of the times does it mean that like you yourself are the one that like had that like whatever decision that made that come to be. That's not what I'm implying here. But I think intergenerationally, definitely like that, that problem didn't arise out of nowhere. So she talks a lot about root things in a way that's so digestible, so incredibly powerful. This book is, if you are listening to Active Ingredient and you haven't read this book, like, please read this book. I also do, I've said this before, believe that things find you at the right time. This book found me at the exact time that I needed to read it. And it very much landed. It definitely changed my perspective. I think specifically, it changed my perspective on having empathy for the people that trigger you the most in your life. So she actually talks specifically about the relationships that we all have with our parents and that they are typically people that can trigger you significantly. And if you can actually view the people in your life that trigger you the most as little kids, like as little kids, because they actually do have child parts of themselves that are the ones that are activated, are the ones that maybe react in a way that you wouldn't like, or it's the part that is aggravated or the part that is like very much alive and making maybe you feel uncomfortable. That's a child that's within them that didn't have their needs met. And she talks about trying to really envision the people that trigger you the most as little kids who did not get their needs met and do not know they they may not have the language or the understanding of how to communicate it in an effective way. And it just, I think that like for me and for the people in my life that tend to either trigger me or can cause a reaction, I I try to take a step back because a lot of the times also it's like this book talks about it. Like it's maybe a reflection of something that like I may be like thinking about myself in, but also like if it's something that's a repeated pattern in someone and it's just like something that you really don't like and it doesn't sit right with you, like having compassion and empathy for that, for that person because they have a child inside of them that did not have a need met. And not to say that you need to withstand it or not to say that you need to like take whatever it is that's happening in that situation at all. This is where boundaries come in because you also need to take care of yourself and that child inside of you. But 
I think that this, the biggest takeaway that this book had on me, aside from like that dictionary and like taking accountability, that's what it does. That's what the, the last part of the book does. It gives you a lot of empowerment on things to do to actually like quell whatever ailment or whatever thing you think has been like a chronic thing in your life. That's incredible. And I just could not recommend this book enough. It, it gives you a lens of just incredible amount of love and compassion for everyone around you. And not only with like close people in your life that trigger you, like I feel like I, it changed the perspective of what I see in just people, you know, and not to say that this is like what my, my perspective is all the time. I definitely get annoyed or I definitely am like frustrated at certain things and I catch myself after the fact. But for the most part, I feel like since reading that, I see like so many things from that light. Like if someone, a random person on the subway is being like chaotic, I see through the chaos now and I'm like, that is someone who does not have the tools to cope and they have a child within them that did not have their needs met. For that reason alone, I think that anyone that reads this book will definitely be an agent of empathy. So really, really recommend it. The third one is one that I'm I'm interested to hear your guys' feedback on this because I've never talked about religion and I've kind of like hinted at things, but I've never talked about like my journey with religion or Catholicism. I was raised in a Latin Catholic family and my personal experience was very much like we had a, a routine of going to church every Sunday. I went to an all-girl Catholic high school. I went to a Catholic elementary school. Very, very, very religious. And I feel like I always felt disconnected. Like I always, I, I, it never really felt like it fully landed. It kind of felt like it was force-fed. In my adult life, I've done a lot of unpacking in that section because I don't think that I had like the language or like even like the time and dedication to like actually focus on what my relationship to religion or whatever you want to call it, God, universe, whatever it is, until not too long ago, like maybe like the last like two years, I've been way more in this space. But in my experience, so I had kind of like this, I would say the word is like disconnected, like I just never felt connected. And then the guilt that I felt from that, because when you're raised in a very Catholic school upbringing, you know, there's like so much of like this insane guilt. And like, if you're not following the exact rules in the playbook, then you're a bad person. If you question anything, then you're a bad person. And I think that anything in any religion or in politics or in anything that's like, if you do question things or something wrong with you, that is a humongous red flag. And something that I really love about Buddhism is that the Buddha always said to question things and that when they talk about things in Buddhism, it's up until that point that they know things because they're, it's something that constantly evolves. If they learn something new or if there's some science that's saying something new, they're open to evolution. And I feel like that is a part of Catholicism that I personally have a really hard time grappling with is the holding on to these rules and playbooks that don't fit my values. So with that, I feel like there was just so much guilt, shame. I felt so much shame within myself. Like, am I a bad person? Like, am I going to literally go to hell for like thinking the things that I think? Or like, is no one else questioning these things? Like, why am I the only one that's questioning these things? And I actually found the author of this book because I was listening to, so Louise Hay has a, a podcast network. I think it's called 
Hay House Productions. And I was listening to a meditation. The meditation was about Buddha Tara. And it was so powerful. And like, I had always been curious about Buddhism, but like, didn't really know where to start. I genuinely had no idea, but I really enjoyed that meditation. It landed. Something in me physiologically felt like, wow, like I felt seen. I felt like this feels good in my soul and I wanted to learn more. So I looked her up and I saw that she wrote this book. The title of it can definitely turn someone off like pretty much immediately. Like I'm not going to lie. I always talk about not caring about what other people think, but I'm going to be completely honest. Like I was scared about what people would think of me with a book title, Mary Magdalene Revealed. So definitely have some work to do on the not caring about what other people think thing. But this book, like I have a full notebook of notes from reading this book. I dog-eared, I think that's the word, or I put like post-its on so many different pages because I have never felt more validated in my entire life as someone who was raised extraordinarily Catholic with very strict, not from not so much strict from my family, but strict from the school system that I was in, on the belief system, on the rules, on on the processes and all those things that were not only extremely patriarchal and That's something that like I didn't even have the language to say about that space or this religion until not too long ago. But this book just made me feel so validated in the questions that I was asking myself and the questions that I honestly was having in like intimate conversations in my mind or in my soul with God universe that I just was floored. I messaged her. I really want her to come on the podcast. I messaged her just thanking her for the work that she did. So Mary Magdalene was... Jesus's counterpart. And she talks about all of these different scriptures that were left out of the canon, which is what Catholicism is based off of. And basically, at the time that they were developing the canon for Catholicism, they decided that there were so many parts of Mary Magdalene's story that would equate her to Jesus. It would keep her at at a level where the woman and the man were equal. And that did not work for the Roman empires at the time, obviously, because they were operating off of a system of hierarchy. So what they did was they basically mandated that a lot of Mary Magdalene's gospel be eradicated from history. They did. They literally like actually set out to completely eradicate any sort of evidence that would show that Mary wasn't equal to Jesus. I'm like hearing myself say this and I can't believe that I'm like saying this on a podcast, but the story goes, she basically, this author has dedicated her entire life to studying Mary Magdalene's history, studying every single part of her relics. She's like gone to these caves, like in France to go see like every single thing that she can about Mary Magdalene. She's basically like a historian. She's a theologian historian and went down this Mary Magdalene route because she had this like insatiable need to understand the same question that I had. Why is it that in this religion, so many people are left out and that the man and the woman in this story, first of all, not let's not even like get into the whole topic of like so many women not even being able to participate in clergy, whatever. I, I feel like I, I, I think you guys should read this book more than me explaining it. But essentially, when they were developing the canon, a big part of Mary Magdalene's story was completely, completely eradicated. And what happens with that story is that the same story is perpetuated over and over and over again, that man is powerful, woman is inferior. And so there's a huge part to this narrative that I feel like people don't really talk about the implement, like how that actually like within 
this religion, which is one of the leading religions in the world, how that has these entire ripple effects in everything that we do. And I talk about on this podcast so often how women do not trust themselves. And I'm one of them. And I work on trusting myself so often because it's really hard when this narrative has been around for centuries. And not to place blame because this is where we're at, right? Like we need to accept that this is the history and this is where we're at. But the book gave me validation. It gave me so much history that I did not know, which is insane. Like there's so many factoids from this book that I could not believe that I like Googled after myself and like just went down this huge rabbit hole. But if you've ever had questions on like why things are this way, I think that like the way in which the same story goes generation after generation that was based off of a half story, which is what that is when you remove a huge part of Jesus's life on earth and you completely remove that. I feel like, of course, that's going to have a full on impact, which I think is very evident in the world that we live in today. And I could not recommend this book enough. If you've ever had any questions, if you want to deepen your faith, if you also came from a Catholic background and have massive questions or any religion, really, there there is this part or like this, I feel like in most religions, there is definitely like things that are not entirely like that don't sit right, mainly because religion was made by man. So I think that that's just something to question in general. This podcast like literally might get me canceled, but whatever. This is how I feel. And I'm here to say like the things that that I feel are truth. And this book felt like truth. It felt like, again, Megan, if you're listening to this podcast, Megan Watterson, author of Mary Magdalene Revealed, who has dedicated her entire life to studying this, to unveiling the truth of someone who was so incredibly significant in the story of Jesus that has then impacted generations to come. Thank you for doing the work that you did. I feel so validated, seen enough from listening to that, that there's reasons why we don't trust ourselves because of this and that there's like a bounce point from here. I think it just is so empowering and really, really helpful. So Mary Magdalene revealed wildly, wildly interesting. And also, even if you're like not Catholic or just like interested in history or interested in just like a really incredible story, listen, I mean, read and also listen because she she's done incredible podcasts. Actually, I'm going to link them because she did this one podcast with Elena Brower that I was completely floored by. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay and The Big Leap. Completely, completely recommend all three books. And if you do read any of them or if any of them are books that you've already read and that they resonate, message me because I would love to talk to you about them. This is my favorite thing to talk about in the world. So message me and let me know if you have any questions and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end of the episode. You have no idea how much it means to me. And I really do hope that you left this conversation feeling lighter, more in tune, and with some tools to apply to your own life. Please feel free to reach out to me via DM on Instagram. I would absolutely love that, which I have linked in the show notes on any feedback or guests that you want to have on. And if you do have a second, I would really appreciate you giving the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and a quick review. It really helps getting the podcast in front of more people like you. See you next week.